The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters to me today? Well, I tell you what matters to me is it's, it's that time. It's training camp. Every team in the National Football League is, is getting it done. And it's time for them to make it happen. If you don't make it happen, you'll be home. You'll be a fan. Uh, you'll be watching the games like, like me and the fellas do once we've left the game. But uh, that's what's important and that's what matters to me now. Training camp. And listen, training camp is not like training day. I know Denzel did his thing, but it, it ain't like training day. But I tell you what, it's an experience that you will never, ever forget in your life. Uh, it's the first and probably the only real reality show that I could think of. All these other things are just a spinoff of it. But uh, it's, it's something I experienced in life, and I'll, I'll never forget it. And I got somebody in the studio with me. And it's all, whenever you can get one of the fellows in the studio, it's always good. Because you get a chance to kind of, you know, go down memory lane and, and just to share the experiences of their lives with those people who have supported us so many years of our life. And we certainly appreciate that. And i tell you one thing. My entire life uh, as a professional athlete, I worked on a goal. There was one goal, and that was to, to win a Super Bowl. But you can't win a Super Bowl if you never get to a Super Bowl. So for me, it's always an honor and a pleasure to ever, you know, to sit down with one of the fellows that, you know, got a chance to, to play in the game because, like, a friend of mine told me a long time ago, he said, Ray, you know, you know, just the fact that you got a chance to play in the game, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing because he said to me, he said, the next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing because some people never get to play the game. I never got to play the game. I don't know what it's like. So my man, you know, of course, I'm here in the studios with my man, number 54, Arizona Cardinals, Gerald Hayes and Gerald, man, welcome to the studio, man. Thanks for having me, Ray. Thanks for having me. Uh, listen, it, it, it's my pleasure. And, and as I said, uh, you know, you obviously got a chance to, to play in, in, in the big game. One of the greatest, greatest, greatest Super Bowls ever that was ever played. I, was, I got a chance you. to be there, you know, uh, the Voice America crew. We were down there uh, as a part of the player networking event. Uh, but it all starts with, with hard work. And, and right now, there's some fellas in, in training camp here in Arizona. And I tell you what, you know, just training camp in Arizona is something that a whole lot of people haven't experienced. Because, you know, it's yeah. a workout just walking to the practice field yeah, yeah. in Arizona. You know, temperatures 106, 107, 108, 110, yeah. whatever. So, you know, let's go through right now, Joe. You know, go back to, you know, obviously you were a, a third-round pick yeah. out of Pittsburgh. For the Arizona Cardinals in that 2003 draft, 
and 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 coming into training camp, man, what what did it feel like for the first time ever, a lifetime dream? You know, young kid growing up out of Patterson, New Jersey. You know, it's almost like your dream had come true. You got yeah. drafted right up the road in New York City from your home, man. How, how did you feel going into training camp? Were you excited? Were you nervous? I mean, that, let's be honest, man. Were, were you scared? You know, what, what was all going through your mind when you went through your first NFL training camp? A little mixture, you know, a couple different feelings. Um, I would say I was never scared, um, but at the same time, you know, you get, you know, butterflies about what's next. You know, it's kind of like that un unseen thing. And, you know, it was my mindset was always just, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, a lot of people ain't think that I was going to be, you know, drafted. A lot of people ain't think I was going to get to college. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't look for me to really, you know, achieve anything. So it was one of those things where, like you said, you know, you, you, you take hold of some and, you know, my first day, it was just like, you know, I had a bunch of guys that, you know, was, I, I you know, they was drafted all over the place. You know, I had guys, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big roster when you come into camp. But then over time and, you know, that roster gets small and having some security knowing I got drafted was a, also to a, a confidence booster. But, I mean, you know, I took it and, and, and tried to run with it. I ain't look back. That, that's very interesting that you said having been drafted because I, I, I did the same thing and, I, and I'm not sure that everybody does that because yeah. if nothing else when they just bring the rookies and free agents in yeah. you could be the only person possibly that's drafted when they go to the position meeting mm -hmm. which which everybody's looking oh yeah man everybody in the room know who you are yeah. because you were drafted and you obviously in the third round you know that, that, that that's a high draft pick so so being drafted but coming to a team like the Arizona Cardinals at that particular time, uh, you know, some of the competition, did you feel that the competition, did you size them up? Did you check out where they played ball at? Yeah. You know, how many years they've been in the league or how much, you know, how much they weighed, you know, how much, how strong they were. How did you size up that competition to get you mentally ready going into that training camp? You know what? Um, I, I never was the type of person to do, you know, to, to kind of do a lot of research on a guy. I always looked at guys as a number. You know what I'm saying? Which we all wear numbers on our back. So it was like, I never let that intimidate me. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this guy, everybody was, you know, such and such from, you know, such and such. It was, my thing was, you know, you're going to have to prove to me. You know what I'm saying? I don't care, you know, what it is. And that was my, my, my attitude. You know what I'm saying? Coming from, in a sense, you know, in a city, having that kind of like chip on my shoulder, I felt like I should have been drafted, you know, such, you know, at a higher, but, it was one of those things where, you know, I just was like, man, I got a chip on my shoulder. And if you there, we play ball, this is a man's sport. You know what I'm saying? And I, I wasn't dealing with no girls. So, you know, I went out there and I, I played and never, you know, really cared about or looked at the fact that, you know, guys was, you know, uh, the top player at, you know, whatever college, you know, they came from. So it, it kind of... I, I thought of that being more of a, you know, a, a psych out in a, thing, in, in a sense, you know, where, you know, you start getting in your head, you know, half of the battle was lost right there. So it was, you know, we had to go out there. We all had to play. And I believed in my talents and, you know, uh, I, I, I persevered. And, and coming into uh, training camp, uh, where were you on the depth charts on day one? Oh, uh, man, I was I was uh, 
fourth on the depth chart. You was fourth on the depth yeah, chart. Yeah, so were, 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 you, were you getting lot, a lot of reps early in training I mean, camp, or, was, or did, it, did it take some time before you, you got, you know, you got on the field teams, to get some reps? <laughs> special teams, I was, I, I was in every position. Special teams was, you know, like my mindset, my thing. Like, you know, for a lot of guys, you know, they don't come in and have a, a good forefather to kind of teach them. You know, mine was Ronald McKinney, Ray Knock Thompson. So those guys kind of taught me, you know, kind of how to, how to play the game, how to be a professional, how to, you know, be an inside linebacker from, you know, Ronald McKinney. I mean, there's certain things that i seen him do, and, you know, it's mind-boggling to this day, you know. So it was, you know, having that leadership coming in and having, you know, having somebody that was cut from, in a sense, I thought the same cloth I was cut from, you know, teaching me, you know, the ropes of the game, you know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that's interesting to hear you say that because I think a lot of people don't understand the fact, and this is what I talked about, a reality show, yeah. the first and the only true reality show is, you know, those things on TV are scripted. It, it's not scripted in the National Football League. No, not, and not the people all. that are actually mentoring you there's a chance you might be trying to take their job. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think in terms of leadership and, and confidence, when you talk about, a, you know, this is a man's sport, you know, it's, it's, it's mano on mano. You're going to do your thing, I'm going to do your thing. Yeah. You, we know it's a competition, but I do think that players have an obligation to at least knowing that, you know, the mental aspect of the game is, is something that, even though we might have had some decent-sized playbooks prior to coming to pros, yeah. that playbook in college was nothing like that playbook yeah. in pros. Now, now coming... Coming out of pit, you know, uh, coming here to uh, the Arizona Cardinals, um, the expectations coming in, third-round draft pick, um, like you said, not getting a lot of reps, uh, but when you did get a chance to get your reps, what did you understand that uh, was at stake when you got those reps? Did you feel like it was, it was going to be one and done? Did you feel like, okay, they, they, I'm perhaps maybe a, a project, they might be willing to work with me? Did, did you have that type of thought in your mind at all about I'm going to get my one shot man I got to make it happen because they might not give me another one yeah I mean that exactly you know that that in <laughs> in those words exactly it was my one shot you know what I mean because you hear you hear all the time you know uh guys got drafted and, and 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 still don't make the team you know what I'm saying it was I, in my course of uh, of the time at the Cardinals it was guys that got drafted and didn't make the team so you know, my mindset was like, you know what, once I get in, I'm going to blow their mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make as much noise. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you when I came in the league, you know, I and well, to the Cardinals, uh, like I, I was, you know, I was, you know, I was making noise. You know what I'm saying? Like this was going to be, you know, my spot. I understood my position, you know what I'm saying? But when I played it, I played, you know, my position to the fullest. So if it was special teams that I was going, they going to know that I'm going to be on this field because I'm going to make, you know, such and such tackles. You know, I'm going to be in on whatever tackle it is going to be on. I'm going to try to knock you out. And, and back then they had the, the, the uh, uh, you know, jacked up. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I was on there a couple <laughs> times, man. Just you know, just trying to make Tom a name. Jackson. For my, yeah. Tom Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> make a name for myself. I got a picture saying? on my wall back there in case those people don't understand. At least this is the way I described it. I described it. The reason why they call it jacked up is because it's Jack Tatum. And so you get jacked <laughs> up, <laughs> you know. When yeah. somebody say jack up, Jack Tatum hit you, you know you got hit. Yeah, so you yeah. got jacked up. And, and and I certainly could appreciate that. And I and I think 
You know, today, when we watch the game, Joe, obviously, one thing that I fell in love with when I came to Arizona in 2006, uh, you know, my family and I moved out here. We relocated to the, to the Valley and, you know, I played in the game years ago when I was in college at Ohio right. State, and I, and I really loved it. But, but what I really appreciated about the Arizona Cardinals was, was, was the speed and the tenacity of the defense. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always felt that this team was a very aggressive team that had an aggressive defense. And they was bringing the heat every time. And, I, and maybe the offense hadn't caught up yet. And then, of course, Kirk came, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but then things yeah. changed. But, but certainly I saw an aggressive defense. Uh, was that a style of play of which you always played in college and you, and you decided to bring to this game? Or, or did you learn once you got into National Football League that I got to turn it up a notch and be even more aggressive? Or were you already aggressive? Uh, I was already aggressive. You know, I was already aggressive. No, we good. No, we got one minute and we good. Yeah, yeah. I was already aggressive in college. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I think when once I, you know, uh came to the Cardinals, I think I had to turn that aggressiveness up another level, another lot notch, whatever you may call it. Um, I mean, just the style of the style of game and like I said, the guys that in the when I came in and, you know, all over the board it wasn't, you know, it was up and down, you know, it it, it needed some talent, but it was it was a core group of guys where I was able to learn from and kind of take you know what I already you know came in came into the you know Cardinals with and to kind of like you know elevate that to the next level and and, and do something that's you know different and give them something different at uh, linebacker. Well, I, I certainly think you gave them something different, man. <laughs> and, and it was obvious, uh, you know, once you came here. What we're going to do, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Of course, you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. In the studio with me today, my man, Gerald Hayes, number 54, Arizona Cardinals. We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All 
right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm in the studio with my friend Gerald Hayes, former Arizona Cardinal linebacker, you know, outstanding linebacker, played with the Cardinals eight years. Got a chance to play in one of the greatest Super Bowl, greatest football games ever in life. And uh, he and I are, of course, in the studio and um, uh, just sharing his experiences in the National Football League. And, and I got my good friend Henry Clay. Uh, who is calling in from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, Henry's going to give us a little uh, perspective of how things are going in the city of brotherly love. So, Henry, how you doing there? Hello. Hey, Henry, how you doing, man? I just want to know how things are going in the city of brotherly love. I, I understand it's time for some football out there. It is, but if I might take a moment, there's a, a bad story that turns into a great story. Oh, man involving somebody that you may very well know. I think you do. Um, there was a horrific crime here over the weekend where three young children uh, were killed on a street corner by a runaway getaway car. Well, obviously the family is not too uh, well off financially, so Charles Barkley has stepped in in the last 24 hours and agreed to pick up the funeral costs. Oh, wow. Wow, that no, that you, you're right. That is a tragic story, and uh, but uh, but a great gesture and a kind gesture by Sir Charles to step in and to help that family out with uh, with, with with such a tough time and and and, and difficulties of, of ex- unexpected expenses, and uh, so our our heart goes goes out to that family, and uh, and I want to thank Charles for for what he's done. So. Thank you very much for for giving us an update on that, Henry. Uh, but but hopefully things are, are not as gray and and dim for for the Philadelphia Eagles this year as they start off training camp. Is that right? Is it? Can no, we... things are very up upbeat. In fact, yesterday I think we got to see a a taste of the fan reaction. They had one of their first full days of workout in Lincoln Financial Field, and it was open to the public, and an estimated crowd, and I think. And you know, I'm Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, not, uh, don't believe them. Uh, they had estimated the crowd at fourteen thousand. I think it was higher, actually, than the number that the Eagles put out. I mean, the place was really rocking. Well, you know, that seems to be something I'm noticing happening across the country. Is, is more teams are, are bringing their, their their training camps back into the stable of. Uh, the community of which they play their games in. And I, I don't know if that's a, a financial reason, uh, but it's certainly been something that, that I, I would assume is cutting some costs, uh, uh, certainly not up uh, in, in Lancaster or, or, or Lehigh or, or Westchester where there's, you know, all kinds of expenses. But again, you've got those avid fans that are there that are showing up every day and and instead of at those other places where you have, uh, you know, smaller venues and smaller attendance, you you've got five uh, digit of attendance of uh, people there, and you know ten thousand, fifteen thousand. That that's a lot of people for a uh, preseason practice. So uh, I'm sure Jeffrey Laurie was excited about that. Did they get a comment from uh, Mr. Laurie? Uh, he is at a meeting. Wow. And but uh, to to um, to shed some light on what you said. Uh, I think it's more of a logistics and a cost factor that teams are doing that. Because this game has become so complicated due to technology with videos and video replays and 
being the technology that allows them to zero in on a player or a play or a sequence. The film and uh, video uh, that takes for practice anymore, they just could not move it to Lehigh. I mean, it's, it's just so incredible. They, in fact, one of the things over this past weekend was the uh, showing of the rebuilding of Lincoln Financial Field. And when I went into that video room, I uh, became speechless rather quickly. Well, you know, that, that's one thing about uh, the league. The league has embraced the technology, uh, and certainly the technology is, is on and going to enhance their brand. Uh, and, and I think, as you said, Lincoln Financial Field, with the, with the, uh, I think the renovations that are being done to that stadium, uh, they even add more seats, but I'm sure they're adding additional technology. And, and it's good for them, the technology they're going to bring to the stadium. You know, what better ways to, to, to test that technology than to do it during preseason and certainly these kinds of practices. But let's move beyond the stadium and beyond the field and, and Jeffrey Lloyd to the talent on the field and the expectations of those fans there. And every year, although they've never won a Super Bowl, they've won a world championship, never won a Super Bowl, the expectations of fans is Super Bowl or bust. So what are the chances, Henry, of the Philadelphia Eagles this year, first of all, winning the NFC East and then winning the, uh, you know, the conference uh, getting into that championship game and, and going, uh, of course, to uh, visit me out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, first of all, I will be visiting you for the whole uh, period of uh, the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. I, I look forward to that. Look forward to that. Okay, so that, we got that out of the way. Everybody's going to win the Super Bowl on paper the first week of training camp. Uh, I, I think, uh, well, it's certainly for the first week, you're exactly right, but somebody's going to come out with a loss from day one. <laughs> yeah, well, that is true, but I was saying that to say, well, first of all, the way that Chip Kelly uh, conducts his training camp, uh, you see nothing. It's uh, almost like something out of Hogan's Heroes. See no evil, see no evil. I see nothing. I see nothing. He doesn't show us anything. Well, you you know it's very interesting because I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna draw the parallels and analogy of the Karate Kid, and and we may not see anything, but Chip Kelly is training his people very well to the point where when he asks them to to execute uh, a certain uh, move, uh, that is going to result in uh, in big plays, and that's that's just I think that's been his style. Is you know even last year a lot of people were surprised. Uh, at the production, I would have to say, of, of the offense that Chip Kelly was able to bring to the National Football League because they, they weren't sure he could really do that. You're right. And I'll, I will make your life a little bit, um, <clears throat> I'll say a little bit uh, with a big question mark. I think there are two teams that can win the NFC East, one of which is the Eagles, and I'm going on to let them say the other is the Washington Redskins. Well, I would say that the Washington Redskins probably having two of the most dynamic football players in the National Football League in RG3 and, of course, uh, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson now being a member of that team, uh, I think they're in great position. And then I think Clark, uh, the safeties, uh, joined the uh, Washington Redskins now. I understand uh, my former teammate Frank Minifield has a son in that secondary. They got a pretty talented secondary. 
Uh, they got a good running back. So I, I would say that the Washington Redskins possibly could. But how could you mention the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Redskins, and not mention America's team that everybody thinks the Dallas Cowboys uh, can win? And I'm going to turn to my man Gerald Hayes because Gerald's over here smiling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, uh, Gerald was outstanding linebacker for the oh, Arizona yeah. Cardinals. And, and, Gerald, the Dallas Cowboys, they're America's team. Every year everybody expects them to at least show up and be in at least in the runnings. How do you see the Cowboys this year? You think they got a chance to come out of the East, uh, NFC East, and, and be a contender? I, I, I think you're going to get the same thing you always get. I think you're going to get, you know, they're going to make a run, uh, you know, somewhat midseason, and then some, somewhere along the line they're going to fall off. So, I mean, I think that's what Dallas is going to give you. I mean, I don't see anything, but, I, you know, maybe you guys see something different. Well, uh, you know, even to the point now, that I think there's even some controversy down there where I read something where, you know, one of the best players, if not the best player on their team, you know, they don't even want to acknowledge the, the, the wide receiver, you know, uh, uh, the big fella is, you know, is as good as he is. You know, they won't say that, uh, that, that he's not one of the top five receivers in the National F Football League. I don't know if I would go that far and say that he's not. You got a big boy who can run the ball, who can catch the ball. Dez Bryant, come on, he's just, he, he's a monster. How, how could you treat your star player, who, who really in my mind shows up more than Tony Romo, you know, and you want to devalue him yeah. uh, to the point where you don't want to consider him one of the top five receivers. I don't think, that, I don't think that's the kind of motivation you need to give Des Bryant. I think you need to acknowledge that he's one of the best players in the game, that you need more from him, yeah. but certainly not to say that there's five so receivers you at, take before you take Romo, Des. Though, you know what I'm saying? You got to look at Romo, because what, what is he going to do? I mean, Romo every year... You know, he, he come out there, he, he give you a good, you know, first half of the season, you know. Um, but then over time, man, you know, he they, they get to him. You know, I don't know what it is on that offensive line. And, you know, they get to him and, and, and Romo start to, you know, he start to make, in a sense, to me, not veteran decisions. Yeah, you know that's, that, that's right. You're right about that. And, Henry, you get a chance to see. You see Tony Romo. Twice a year, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, we've always looked forward to playing those games. Uh, a quarterback who, who's got all the accolades you possibly could give somebody and the money. Uh, but I don't think he's really lived up to it. Um, it so, in other words, Tony Romo is not anybody that scares you to the point where you want to acknowledge him as possibly taking his team to uh, the championship of, of the NFC East. I guess you don't see that in Tony Romo either. Can I uh, go back a couple of que uh, couple of statements ago? Sure. <clears throat> when you say that some people are taking pop shots at Des Bryant, uh, I have seen some, and there was something on one of the uh, the websites where he responded. But my reaction is, uh, is this the icing on a cake? Hmm. Is there something going on in Dallas that they're trying their best to hide? And they're doing this as icing to keep it, just taking pop shots at Des Bryant. Are there some other problems that, since I'm not there, and since Gerald is in, in uh, Arizona with you, and I think you're in Arizona, um, uh, we may not know, and I have not talked to any of my buddies in Dallas yet, um, just because one of them uh, has daughter was in a big, 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 big wedding, and they were off at that. And another guy um, uh, just took some time off the summer, 
So I have not talked to them down there. But but listen, one thing, Henry, you, you know, just like we're here in, in, in Phoenix and you're in Philadelphia, we don't have to be in the same city for us to communicate. And something like that, if, it was, if there was something brewing in Dallas to the point where they wanted to part ways with Des Bryant, um, I think we would know that by now. Social no, media, like I you mean, said. I mean, they're not parting with him. I'm not saying that. Well, I don't think, do you think this is really that this is the kind of motivation that did? did I don't think this, I don't think you motivate Des Bryant by, by criticizing uh, or, or, or matching him up in and in in, in comparing him to the other talent in the National Football League and slight changing him. Well, go ahead. I, no, I think I think Gerald. I think Gerald wants to say, yeah, Jack, please. My, 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 we got my a minute, and then we got to go to break. My experience with you know you know uh, uh, situations like that is usually something is wrong. You know what I'm saying with that player. If they have to you know kind of take shots at them and, and, and do different things, it's usually something behind where somebody feels like okay, we need to we need to change. So. I mean, that's just my experience. Oh, no, and, and, that, and that does work, and, and, and that's happened before. Many players have been, believe me, I've been the brunt of some stuff from Buddy Ryan, and, you know, I was everything but a child of God. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's certain players where you look at how they, they show up every day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't think that type of motivation, at least in my mind for Dez, I think that, I think that the opponents, you know, motivate Dez. Because, I mean, he... he he gets very physical. He gets very animated. He gets very involved. He's, an, he's a real emotional. He, yeah, he, yeah he's, a, he's very passionate and very emotional. And, and got a short fuse. And that's the problem that I think is, is when, it's, when it's just the team itself in preparation, yeah. there's no reason to ignite his fuse because it's, he's taking it out on his teammates. Exactly. If you're going to take it out on somebody else, yeah. I think that might be a different thing. But listen. We're going to have to take a break, Henry. We're going to come back. We're going to let you think about that a little bit. I've got some, I've got some shocking thoughts. And then I, I want you to give me those shocking thoughts because I think that could backfire on the Dallas Cowboys, you know, messing with the star player of their team because that, that, that's a star player. I would tell you any defensive back, any corner in the National Football League, yeah. when they play in the Cowboys that week, you know, he's going to get his game on. He's he going to be ready because yeah, he knows he's playing against Dez Bryant. So we're we giving Dez the respect. Maybe they ain't in Dallas, but we're going to give him the respect. And right now no you listen question. to Rayola Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. My man, my hero, the man who showed me the game, of course, that is Henry Clay. And I got my friend in the studio with me, Gerald Hayes. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. In the studio with me today, former Arizona Cardinal linebacker Gerald Hayes, number 54 in your hearts and on your jersey. And, of course, uh, my mentor out there in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love that's been covering the Eagles and continues to cover them and they're great, bring us some great insight, and that's Henry Clay. Henry, you wanted to drop a bomb on me before we, you know, we went, before we went to break. Uh, you got some real compelling stuff you want to give me uh, because I think that Dez Bryant – if you're going to motivate Dez, again, the way you practice is the way you play. Uh, I haven't seen Dez practice, but I like the way Dez plays. He may make a mistake here and there, but that man definitely is passionate and wants to. All he wants to do is win. That's all he wants to do is win. What do you got to say about that? Uh, of course, you got, it may be something different, but you wanted to say something, Henry. Yeah, well, the question I have is uh, the whole cowboy picture. There was, I was trying to uh, trying to find it. It's in a stack of papers across the on the other side of this room, which I think you know. This time of the year, there there are papers to the ceiling and everywhere else. Um, there was a wire service story that Jerry Jones uh, a couple of days ago gave some one of the people from one of the wire services an interview where he said that he was uh, giving serious thought to trying to tr- uh, do what it would take to draft uh, Manziel. Well, you know what? I, you know, I, w- I wouldn't surprise. Again, Jerry is in the entertainment business. Jerry understands probably better than anybody else of the other owners. Uh, and I think he has a good relationship, of course, with those, you know, so when you need so much support uh, in order to, to make something happen, uh, I think Jerry's able to influence others. I think Robert Kraft is a good friend of his. So, so a lot of times, excuse me, there they a lot of times they may be on the front end of of the creative side when it comes to marketing, you know, their teams. And 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 Jerry, whatever's going to increase the value of his two billion dollar entity, he's going to do that. And if, if, if and he doesn't care about, he, he, I don't think he really cares about Tony Romo. He's still America's team. Tony Romo, he paid Tony his money. Tony still hasn't got him a Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, a Super Bowl might be hosted in Dallas coming up pretty soon. <laughs> you know? I think so. And so uh, it's one of those things where Jerry's going to do what he has to do to, to, to maintain and increase the value of his brand. And Johnny Manziel, I mean, Johnny Manziel increased the sales. I think he's the number one selling jersey now in the offseason. 
as a Cleveland Brown. Can you imagine if he was a Dallas Cowboy, how many jerseys he would have <laughs> sold? So I, to me, that's all, Jerry. And, and, and the National Football League, because they, they, they share revenues uh, equally, uh, but then there's other times where there's revenue in the preseason where, you know, you get to keep the lion's share of your revenues. I think Jerry was just trying to increase the, the value of his brand. And, you know, to him, it's like, okay, if I really have no chance of winning the Super Bowl, why don't I take a chance to increase the value of my brand? And I don't think he thinks really that the Dallas Cowboys can win the Super Bowl this year. That's that's my take. Gerald, you got something different on that? Nah, I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm with you. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, if you really think about it, does he have the running game to win the Super Bowl this year? I don't think he does. Does he, other than, you know, you know, does he have the receiving core to win the Super Bowl this year? No. Does he have the dominant defense to win the Super Bowl? And if you think nah. about, just look at the team last year to won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They had they had a good dominant. passing game, yeah. had a dominant yeah. running game, mm-hmm. dominant defense, great special teams, and that's what you do. Sometimes it just all comes together. Mm-hmm. And in all phases, you're clicking. I don't see the Dallas Cowboys clicking on all phases of their game. No. So he's trying to increase the value. Does that make sense to you, Henry? Or you, or you think it, it, it was something whereas, you know, he really thought that Tony Romo out of there, Johnny Manziel in there, could really, you know, the team could win the Super Bowl with Johnny Manziel. Do you believe that? Uh, I, I'll tell you what. My first feeling is you're right on everything you said. All right, all he wants to do is make money. Um, now, was that, did he grant that interview to that writer as a motivation to this team, as it stands at 5 o'clock this afternoon, my time, or is he talking about the future? Or, as you said, did he look around the league and said, nah, Seattle's up there. Philadelphia, Washington's in my division. They're going to be battling. Um, maybe I ought to just start either thinking of what I can sell, as you said, and maybe it's time for us to start uh, building for the future for a couple of years down the road if we want to be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah, because I, I think what some people fail to realize, even when players are – getting you know astronomical numbers as it relates to the amount of money they're getting paid in their contract the bottom line is there is a minimum and a maximum that the team has to spend mm-hmm. so really the owner doesn't care who's got the money he's got he's got to spend it so yeah, give it to the quarterback but you you've got to spend the money so the fact that he would have get tony roma would have had this money and he didn't get a return on his investment he had to spend the money yeah. so um you know I, I i really do think that if there was a chance and, he, and I, I would not doubt, now I don't know if he'll ever fess up to it, but I would not doubt that he tried to get Johnny Menzel. Johnny's from, da- from down there in Texas, yeah. I think Tyler, Texas or something, you know, down there played it, you know, the ball at uh, Texas uh, A&M, yeah, yeah. you know, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, and here's the thing about it, just like LeBron, everybody's upset about LeBron going home. I mean, who wouldn't want to go home and play football? To be honest, yeah. Gerald, if you had a chance to go play for the Giants, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's over with now. But that would be a child. That would be a fulfillment of a childhood dream to play for the Giants and the Jets, and you yeah. live right there in Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't definitely. you think Johnny Menzel would want to play for the Dallas Cowboys or for the Houston Texans? So, I, I think Jerry. Let's give Jerry an A for effort. You know, because hey, he he tried <laughs> he tried to do it, yeah. and I'm I'm not mad at him because otherwise. 
why are we be why would we be talking about the Dallas Cowboys? We have no reason to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Henry, you didn't even pick them to win the the, the, the NFC East. So Jerry's just trying to get in the conversation. Well, first of all, uh, Jerry's a great man, uh, a man that I I do admire a lot. I you know spend some time with him. I do admire him a lot. I've even learned some things on business from him. And he's respectful. If I'm not, I, I've seen Jerry, the way he treats the media. If it's if, if it's an individual, if it's if you're big media or small media, and I'll just give an example of, of one of our hosts here, at Voice America, uh, Lemont Williams. Uh, Lemont, a young man in his transition, you know, tried out, got hurt for the uh, for the Washington Redskins, has a show here uh, outside the huddle, Voice America Sports covers the Texans, covers all the, 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 the Texas teams, right? There was a preseason game. He was on the field. Jerry Jones was on the field with the Texans owner. Lee Mine obviously knows the Texans owner because he's in the locker room, covered the interview the guy several times. He shook the guy's hand, said hello to him, and uh, he shook uh, Jerry Jones' hand and said hello to him. And, uh, and, and Jerry said to him, um, uh, how come you're not covering my team? And Lee might, you know, looked at and said, well, well, Mr. Jones, I would love to cover your team, but I, I, I don't exactly know who I should speak to. Yeah. Jerry pointed this guy over there and said, hey, you, talk to him. And he wants his brand out there in front of the media. Once you talk, if you're going to be talking football, talk about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> That's the kind of person, Jerry, and he respects yeah. it because nobody's too big, nobody's too small. You never know who you're talking to in, in this world of global media. Yeah. And so I, 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 man, I commend him for that to mm-hmm. give a small man an opportunity, yeah. and and his and, and told his man, you talk to that man, and you have him talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So mm-hmm. I, I believe he is a great man when it comes to that, and he's been great for for the National Football League because he's increased the value of every brand inside of that. Uh, in does, the have, uh, does the clock on the wall uh, have about a minute and a half? I could give you a great story about how he treats the media. Let's go right ahead. You got three minutes for our next break. Oh, okay. There's a young lady who has traveled with the Dallas Cowboys who uh, is challenged, uh, but she is, she's a producer for a radio station in Dallas. Well, a few years ago at Lincoln Financial Field, uh, they were looked because some of the media travels with the team, as you know. They realized that she wasn't on the plane. Who was in the building looking for her? Jerry Jones. Wow. Wow. He went looking for her. He didn't send somebody else. Jerry Jones went to look for her. He was running up the hall and said, uh, where do I go? How do I get to the press box from here quickly? And I said, how can I help you? And he said, I'll keep her name off the air. I said, she was upstairs when I came down. I said, okay, Jerry. He said, we got to leave. we got to leave. I said, I'll get upstairs because they'll, they'll take me up quicker than they'll take you because uh, <laughs> they know me. I said, I'll run up and get her. Ran up, I found her in the press box and said, hey, um, you know, you're missing your plane. Mr. Jones would like you to come down quickly. Wow. She said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So we helped it. I helped her get to the elevator. We went back downstairs. Who carried her gear out to the team bus? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. No, I, I, I've seen, I've just, I've seen, I've heard, I've witnessed, you know, just a man in action. And, and Jerry Jones, remember Jerry Jones is a ball player too now. Yeah. And Jerry Jones truly is the kind of person whereas, you know, a lot of times what fans really are looking for is they like to do what we're doing here, just have a conversation with some players, with yeah. some people in the media. No and question. Jerry would make you feel like that was 
your moment in life that you've been waiting for. And he would, you would not be disappointed if you ever had a beer with him. That's the kind of owner he is. Yeah. He, he's a fan's owner. He's a player's owner. You know, he's just a good person when it what comes. What was Jerry when I went, what I knew? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm like, he, he's, just on, he's just on the other side of the fence for me. He went to Cowboys instead of the Eagles. But when the, when the star goes on, the helmet, they're our yeah, worst man. enemies. There, there you go. And But I can tell you what, when the star goes on, the star light comes out. And Jerry Jones has done a, he's done a good job as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And, and he's, he's, he's maintained that brand. He's taken it. And listen. Jerry Jones is taking that brand, even though, of course, the triplets gave him, you know, quite a few Super Bowl victories there. But, yeah. you know, he's, he's done a lot for that brand. He's done a lot for the National Football League. And, and the Super Bowls is a part of him also, that's too. It, that's, so. that's exactly right. He, he got those Super Bowl victories. Listen, we got a couple seconds. We're going to go to break here, so we're going to go ahead and go to this break. Henry, if you can stay with us, we appreciate it. Uh, if you can't. Yeah, because uh, i got to plead a case for somebody in your back and neck of the woods. Okay, well, I'm going to let you come back, plead that case, but you got to give us something inside. There's got to be something that's going on. I want to know, really, Deshaun Jackson is away from the Philadelphia Eagles? and they think they're a better team without him? Come on, man. That ain't working. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Gerald Hayes, Henry Clay, we'll all be back after this mess. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. show you this is rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters henry this is going to be the last segment so i know you have something you have to say to us but I, i've got to do this uh gerald and i I'm just just going to plead somebody's case before the season starts okay I, okay you plead that case but before you plead that case i want you to make the case that the philadelphia eagles are a better team without deshaun jackson 
Ask me in two weeks after I see a preseason game, I'll answer that question. <laughs> preseason don't count. That was, what, did, what are they going to show you in preseason? I want to see pads and helmets and hear some cracking before I make a prediction. <laughs> well, the only thing you're going to see in preseason in terms of cracking is, you know, some people out there trying to make a team. There's going to be some people out there trying to take yeah, a couple sweats, plays off. my friend. It does be sweats, but I'm going to tell you what, let's say on paper. Because well, that I'm, see, of, I'm not I'm not that smart to use all those fancy gadgets that you are. Well, I just want to say this out. on paper. I'm an old man, remember? <laughs> well, on paper is is it's a lot of times of which again, Moneyball on paper you take those statistics together and this is what statistics tell you and this is what you should go with and some statistics and something on paper because it wasn't on film told them that they should get rid of Deshaun Jackson and and, and how much of that other. Rhetoric that was going on up there in Philadelphia was really true. That hearsay stuff we're hearing about his off the field yeah. stuff. Did, did you right. get any? Do you, do you think it's more about quickly. this off the this, field? Yeah. See, this is a very good football team. With a, okay, a very good football team, and, and add Deshaun Jackson to it, and another year. It, come on, is it a better football uh, team? Well, I'm going to say that the shock of a, a lot of people and uh, his press conference on Friday. His press conference uh, on NFL Network, which I did not see, but I understand it was pretty near incredible. Uh, Jeremy Macklin may very well open a lot of people's eyes. He, uh, as uh, I, I said, his press conference to us on Friday, uh, he was very uh, definite as to what he wants to do, how he wants to pick up the slack of, of the uh Departure of Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and so Jeremy Macklin on one side, and uh, and my man on the other side. Uh, help me with his name. I'm drawing a blank. Well, right they've got this rookie Jordan Matthews, and they've got Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Now Riley Cooper. So you telling me <laughs> that Riley Cooper is now the number one, or Jeremy Macklin? Which Macklin or Cooper? Oh, Macklin's number one. No. And, 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 and so you're telling me now Macklin before he even had his injury when he had an injury a few years ago was not Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, nobody can take the top off of coverage like Deshaun Jackson. But I'm I'm gonna let that go because I wanna make sure well, you, I wanna make yeah. sure you 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 you're it, you're going it, to there's something it, that you want to tell me. As so, uh, Chip put it yesterday, you put different players in different positions then you can you can overcome that by putting different players can can Jeremy Macken do what Deshaun Jackson did? Probably not. But if you put him into the right situations, then maybe on the score sheet and in the scorebook, which is what counts, he can. Well, I, I'm going to say this as a former defensive back in the National Football League. <laughs> you, you know, you may have most teams have a number one. Very few have two number ones. So if you got a number one, what you're going to do is you're going to double team that number one. Deshaun Jackson has been that number one mm -hmm. every year he played in the National Football League for the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, I think, was his most productive year, and he was double teamed. And so now, who's going to get double teamed now? Macklin's going to be number one. He's going to get double teamed. Riley Cooper's going to be number one. He's going to get double teamed. I, I, I just don't see it. So I'm going to move past that one. <laughs> and, and you said you had something you wanted to get in, Henry, because I'm, I'm going to turn back to Gerald because i got to finish out with some Cardinals well, stuff. I, both of you, because you're both involved, I want you to not pick on, uh, and Gerald knows who I'm getting ready to say, you do not pick on that Mark Dalton. He was an intern here, and I did all the picking on him he deserves. And wait, Mark Felton. 
Yeah, the PR guy for the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. Yeah, 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 Mark. Yeah. Okay, he was, he, he was there with the Philadelphia Eagles for a while? Uh, yes, he was an intern here. Okay, yeah, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll give him we'll give him a break. I, I understand there's a lady out, uh, you know, that's doing some things in, in Major League Baseball uh, that could give him a run for his money. I think she may be looking for his job. So, uh, but we'll give him we'll give him a break when the Eagles come out. Uh, well, when when they come out to, I'll tell you what, Henry. Maybe you should get on the plane when they come out for the, the, the regular season game because I don't know if they're going to make that trip <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Oh, so to make boy. sure you and I see each other, you should get on that regular season. You sure like walking on both legs, does I just got to be honest. I love, uh, I, love, uh, I love my team, and I want, I I want to see mad. them. I just I get wanna, even. I want to see them in the Super Bowl. But I tell you I what. don't get mad. I just get even. Well, Go ahead. Have your fun. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Harry. We appreciate you calling in. We're going to talk a little Arizona Cardinals, and uh, you're welcome to call us anytime. But uh, as I always like to say, go Eagles. Yeah, okay, my friend. It's always fun. Gerald, good luck to you in your new adventures. And if I can be of any help, uh, that guy with you, whoever, he may even have a smoke signal he can put up, <laughs> and I'll, I'll get it. Uh, I know he doesn't use know my phone number, but that's another I, story. I, I know it by heart. I'd be surprised. I may surprise you there. <laughs> All right, Henry. Call if I okay. can help you in any way. Right. Yeah, Henry is yeah. on, man. Pleasure, pleasure talking to you. All right, take care, guys. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, that and Jared, I'm gonna tell you that that's one of the. Uh, I would like to look at him as one of those men who opened up doors for people like myself and you, uh, who like to get into this this media. And, and media is changing so much. There's so many aspects to it, and and it's almost like you know a lot of things that I do in, in trying to work with players in that transition aspect. Yeah. Is you may look at media, but don't just look at people who are you know behind the mic or in front of the camera there's all aspects to, to to the platforms that are now created and and, and Henry obviously is, is keeping right in line with them but I, I can't have an Arizona Cardinal here in, in in the studio and not really talk seriously about uh, the expectations of the team this year I know uh, the linebacking course somebody I, I think you watch them close closely you, you guys have set a standard uh, that core of linebackers you guys have for a few years there, making your run, you know, yeah. in 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 the West all the time. Uh, I, I think the linebackers really led the charge. You know, obviously Adrian Wilson had a secondary for a while, then then Adrian kind of got older, yeah. uh, and and things changed a little bit. But um, do you really expect that? Do they have a chance to win the West? Obviously, you know, the Super Bowl champ came out of the West. So, you know, but yeah. what do you really think about the Cardinals this year? Uh, I think they're going. I think they have a good chance. I mean, they, they obviously they got you know San Francisco and Seattle is is you know some major competition in the West. Uh, I mean, but otherwise, I, I believe that if you know offense, offense have always been a challenge, you know. But I believe if they can you know pull the offense through and, and, and you know find a way to gel and camp faster. Um, I believe you know defense will always do you know do their job to you know uh, win games and also keep them in games to win games. So um, I mean, my expectations for them are high this year to to compete with you know the Super Bowl champs that's in our conference. So that's a good and we play them twice. So um, I'm hoping to you know see something you know something this year that you know we 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 haven't expected you know in the last you know year or two and. You know, um, something good come out this year, and, and, and you know, hopefully get back to uh, 
to the playoffs and, and, and the championship. I, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little biased, but uh, they got a young man that came in here. Well, he's a, I guess he's an older young man now. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. comes in to add a little spark to perhaps maybe the special teams. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about uh, about uh, Patrick, you know, Pac you know back there and mm -hmm. you know putting himself in danger and trying <clears throat> to run back kickoffs and things of that nature. Um, you know, last year the, the young uh, the cornerback, you know, he got he got banged up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, but uh, I think the Arizona Cardinals. I think they, it's a it's a tough division, yeah, and we tough. and we mentioned the Rams, and and and, and the Rams got some yeah. things they got to deal with outside of just outside, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but listen, no you know when I look at that, I'm gonna be honest. You know, it's it, 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 that's that young man's you know choice to live his life the way he chooses to live his life. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand Tony Dungy made some comments. I think they took his 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 comments out of context. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, you know, it's the same. It was the same way for African Americans when we got a chance to play ball. When there was no blacks playing ball. Those first blacks that came into the league, that was a distraction. That yeah. was something else you had to talk about. But you had to go play ball and get it exactly. done, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of the league, happy to continue to, to meet people like you for us to do things off the field. And uh, we just going to go to games now. We're going to let the boys know, hey, man, you better yeah. bring it, man. <laughs> that's the bottom line. You got to go out there and shine, man. Oh, that's you know? it, man. So listen, Joe, I, I appreciate you stopping in, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having uh, me. I'm going to have you in a little bit more, man, so we can talk about some of the things you're doing in, in digital media as well and, um, and, 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 and work with some, some other ball players, some of these young guys. Because, man, listen, they have a tremendous opportunity to make an impact not only in their lives and a lot of other people's lives. And, and we really, truly have to start helping each other because, after all, we're a team. That's only, we don't know how to do anything by ourselves. Yeah, no, yeah. We do things as a team. So, as a team. Uh, appreciate every, everybody, uh, you know, tuning in. It looks like we got about 30 seconds. So, we're going to end this show a little early. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's been a pleasure. What matters to me is the National Football League is back. It's time to play. you got a Hall of Fame game coming up soon in my hometown of Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city. And I look forward to talking to everybody next week. You're always welcome to call. You can call next week, 888-346-9144. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.